dolphins and jags. What a drag! Welcome, football fans, to episode six of the Surf and Artificial Turf podcast. I'm Baxter Hill. This is my co-host, Casey Thompson. Casey, how's your week, buddy? Uh, as you know, and our listeners do not, it was uh, terrible again. Uh, mm-hmm. As our listeners might remember from our last podcast, I had a stomach thing and I was sick. After that, I got better. And Elliot then uh, got a fever mm-hmm. and was sick for a little bit. And then my wife got sick. Stomach bug as well. Um, that lasted a few days. She had to miss work. And then I got a stomach bug on Saturday, and it has not gone away since. And uh, I'm on a contagion merry-go-round of hell, and it's just never going to end. And I, uh, It's going to be sick hate, for the rest of your life. I hate everything. So um, what I'm expecting out of you today is a uh, Michael Jordan-like flu, flu game performance. Yeah, it's going to be similar to that. I've uh, downed about three quarters of this jumbo ice cream that I bought uh, because I felt okay uh, mm-hmm. this afternoon. So obviously, yep, sure. I had to celebrate my okay feeling with a jumbo ice cream. Uh, so I expect the second half of this, really, when we we hit the 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 champs, the Super Bowl champs, um, that's that's the time when I might be crashing. So that's when uh-huh. it's really going to be. It's you know you're gonna have to hold me up as I'm walking to the to the to the bench. I can't I can't imagine a world in which uh, coming off of having a stomach thing, where I would be like, you know what I need some ice cream. <laughs> it's definitely Jess's fault because she really wanted it, but uh, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll get some. I guess <laughs> peer pressure. You're gonna get yeah. ice cream. I guess I have to get ice cream now. <laughs> I'm gonna not get some ice cream, you know. And here we are. And uh, so good luck, good luck, me. Um, I believe you. You. Other, you on the other hand, uh, exciting stuff going on in your world. Yeah, you're, you're doing what everyone loves to do, and that's move. <laughs> uh huh. That is that is accurate. Yep. Me, uh, my beautiful wife. Uh, my beautiful daughter and our and our two awesome dogs are are picking up and we're moving. Um, a little bit, Florida, huh? Yep, still <laughs> Florida. Uh, like forty five minutes north of of our current location. We are super excited. Uh, I will no longer be having to do this podcast from a garage, losing ten pounds an episode of just sweat rolling off of my body from being in a garage. Pretty excited about that. And uh, yeah, going to uh, moving up, bigger house, bigger family. Oh, uh, the other news that I'm not aware of that you're announcing shocked. second kid here first. Yeah. You get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just first, kidding. yeah, first, a servant artificial turf first. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's absolutely a, not. That, that's, a, that's a statistical nugget for, uh, <laughs> for your mom. <laughs> yeah. Don't freak out, mom. Laura, not pregnant. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Been moving some boxes from the current house to the uh, future house, and um, we're getting pretty excited. So, but that's not going to stop this train from rolling. And we are going to be getting into the second to last NFC division, the NFC South. Uh, a little bit of background as I reopen my phone. 
Um, and the NFC South's common opponents for this coming up season is NFC East and AFC East, which I thought that was interesting. I don't know if any of the other divisions uh, it is like that. I haven't run across it yet as I'm kind of just doing it as we go, but that they're playing both of the Easts. I thought that was pretty interesting. And then the 2020 final standings for this division are the Saints at 12 and 4, the Bucks at 11 and 5, the Panthers at 5 and 11, and the Falcons at 4 and 12. Casey, any high level thoughts before we get into these teams? Um, well, we play the AFC South and the NFC South. The AFC East does when I say Oh, we, okay. Right? Because we play you guys and then we play. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, obviously. And we oh. obviously. We huh. play the 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 Bucks and them. Um, do you play the NFC East? And the answer is, I'm really trying to think. No, what the, no, no. We play the North. Play the North. You play the Packers. No, never mind. I'm just thinking of. Okay. We did play the Packers. Wait, you played the yeah. You played the Bears and Packers last year. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, Casey, you're gonna make me do this. <laughs> AFC South common opponents. I'm really blanking here. It's yeah. terrible. Uh, maybe it's North. No, it's definitely not North. AFC South 2021. Just pull up Jag's schedule and see what your first six are and see if there's an NFC team there. Oh, I'm looking right now. Oh my uh, God. Jags, Titans, Texans, Patriots, Jets, Rams, Seahawks. West, West, the West. Okay, so you, so you guys ruined it. You ruined the symmetry that yeah. was going to exist. I thought, I thought that we it hadn't popped up so far. I feel like I would have noticed that before. Casey, any high level thoughts? <laughs> that was my high level. Thought. That was your high level thought. Was <laughs> that there is in, in fact another? No, I mean the high level thought it? is is I mean uh, there's a chance that. This is uh, this is probably like I don't know the NFC North last year, and that there's like one team mm-hmm. that's really high up there, right? A one or two seed, and then there's the Bears who are barely making the playoffs and are you know right middle of the road, and that's the Saints, right? And then you have two teams that are probably going to be bottom ten, and that's mm-hmm. I, I I would be shocked if we see anything different. Yeah, I feel like this episode probably. Uh, I don't. I don't want to shoot my shot, but I feel like this one's probably going to be pretty quick because we both I almost agree across the board. This is like I think probably the most top-heavy division. With you got the Bucks and then everyone else with the Saints having lost Drew Brees. Have had they still had a competent quarterback? I think we probably would be talking about them as as a division that's got two two teams at the top, but as it, the current way that it stands and the current way that you and I are both projecting this division, it's a, it's a division that probably one team is going to make it out to the playoffs and the rest of them are going to be either maybe, maybe one team fighting for a wild card and the other two teams is bottom feeders. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree on that. Yep. Okay. So let's get into it and um, we're going to go in reverse order from the standings. Uh, Casey, you're up first. With the Falcons. Get us going with their key additions and subtractions. All right. So the Falcons, um, they changed their coaching staff. Um, Dan Quinn, who was uh, terrible, 
is gone, and Arthur Smith has now Arthur Smith, who sounds like um, he could be the owner of the Falcons too. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's a very old sounding name. Um, Arthur Arthur Smith is the new head coach. Um, they also added uh, Mike Davis in free agency. They had the um, I think it was the worst running back core in the in the league last year. Um, it wasn't, so that wasn't great. So they're they're trying to uh, <clears throat> make it a little bit better, at least with Mike Davis, um, the former Panthers back, and then uh, they drafted uh, most notably Kyle Pitts in the first round, to my dismay, and Richie Grant in the second round. Um, they lost um, Todd Gurley and Alex Mack and Dak McKinley and Keanu Neal and DeMonte Casey and Julio Jones. <laughs> um, and well, just kind of kept going there for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that more key, key subtractions than I would have thought. But, um, you know, I think obviously the biggest one is Julio, which um, praised the gods, as I had asked. We, we reached out to the Atlanta, um, you know, uh, people, and we asked them, hey, can you make this trade happen before our next pod? And they sure, absolutely, they said absolutely, you know. Well, we, we asked we, for two things. They we got, we got one, we got one part of that. And we got, we got the trade before this week, but he's still in the AFC. We we were we would have we were oh, hoping sure. we were hoping for him to just stay in the NFC. Uh, I really hate what team he went to. We'll definitely get into that at some point. But yes, yeah, probably the AFC South pod. But yeah, I mean, um, it's a um, it's definitely a loss. Um, he's uh, still uh, quite good. So mm-hmm. that is, uh, uh, I guess, that leads us to kind of the main framework of I think what we can talk about here with the Falcons and that is um, what the fuck are they doing? You know, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, because you know, you're sitting at four, you have a quarterback that's how old is Matt Ryan? He was drafted in 08, right? So he's 35. That is, Um, 36. 36 years old. You have a 36-year-old quarterback who, um, it, you know, it, is killing you on the contract side. But um, nevertheless, he's, he's sitting there. Um, again, he's one of those guys that, uh, within this day and age, these types of quarterbacks that are not mobile, more just um, use their arm solely type of guys. Uh, they can last a little bit longer, so it, it, he, you know, it's it's not unreasonable to think that he doesn't have a couple of years left on him. He has not taken as much of a beating as Big Ben, for example, um, and so he can, you know, potentially make it to thirty-eight um, and still be of decent quality. Um, but will you ever have the four fourth pick in such a QB heavy draft? Um, it's it, in terms of talent, I that I I mean, <laughs> I just if you're not going to take a QB there, then you are making a run. You still think you have a team that can make a run in the next year or two by drafting Kyle Pitts and saying, "Hey, we're adding to our, you know, already um, explosive offensive passing game." Uh, let's add Kyle Pitts and let's just make another run for it. Except you, 
you trade away Julio Jones, who mm-hmm. is your top receiver. Um, and it it just is very counterintuitive in terms of I it I'm not sure what they're doing. Um, they must really not have liked Justin Fields. Um, which is a lot, a lot of the reporting after the draft is that a lot of the teams felt like it was a two quarterback. Um, it wasn't as deep as, as we thought or as draft experts thought that there was really two quarterbacks that were, that were NFL guys and the other ones are risky prospects. Sure. Uh, that would be, uh, and Justin Fields. (laughs) Right. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, not according not according to uh, NFL teams, apparently. Yeah, but, I know, I know, I know. But yeah, um, I mean, yes, you and I are going to bang that drum until we're proven wrong. But yeah, so apparently it was the, uh, a lot of teams felt like it was career. <laughs> a lot of teams felt like it was Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, and then the rest of the quarterbacks were pretty high risk guys. <clears throat> so you know. So I, I guess I there there's something to, to be said there, right? You know, mm-hmm. adding adding to that, if you're gonna add, I mean, does not does you can't deny Kyle Pitts' talent, uh, so that's fine. Um, but you know, I guess I I just and it, it was obviously a much more offensive uh, heavy draft as well. They need a lot of help on defense. They didn't really do much in free agency, and um, except hoping on a scheme change that will help, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, again, they have some talent there, but they just haven't shown. Um, but this is just my anti-Dan Quinn speech in terms of um, maybe it was a scheme and uh, the talent is actually there, but they just they didn't perform well last year yeah. on defense. Um, and they're basically running back the same team that got the fourth pick in the draft. Um, minus Julio add Kyle Pitts. Yeah. So I, I, I was assuming that you were going to come with a little more fire about Matt Ryan. You noted Matt Ryan hater. Matt Ryan sucks. Uh, uh, and, and I was, and, uh, I was, I was prepared to defend Matt Ryan, but you didn't even go that way. And, yeah, I mean, just he's gonna put up a ton of stats. Don't yeah, get me we, wrong. he I, always does. But we, you know how I feel like we completely agree. To? You know what all those stats have led to? Four, four and twelve wins last year. Yeah. Uh, so just to give a little more context about what we're talking about, so Matt Ryan was restructured with his contract, and we here at Serpent Artificial Turf Podcast, me specifically, don't really necessarily believe in the cap until your team has gotten you into the point where it actually matters. And the Falcons are one of those teams that cap absolutely matters. They are, they, they, they had to do the Julio trade to even be able to sign their rookie class. And then one of the things that they did was they extended, well, restructured Matt Ryan's contract which extended out the cap hit over the next three years. So his dead cap for 20 this year, 2021. Yeah. 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 This. Yeah. Uh, His dead cap number is 65 and a half million dollars. Next year it goes down to 40 million. And then in 2023, it goes down to 15.6 million. 
So it's really like impossible to really be able to move on from Matt Ryan before 2024. And it's not, I I don't think that Matt Ryan is the problem, but what the problem is, and we are in full lockstep here, apparently is that it's there's, there's no plan. And one move of trading the best wide receiver that you've ever had for your franchise is a move for the future and then restructuring possibly the best quarterback that you've ever had in your franchise. I mean, Michael Vick, maybe arguably, but Matt Ryan's got all the statistics and the longevity, at at least one of the top two best quarterbacks you ever had in your franchise. Extending that player is a move for the right now. And it's that kind of stuff that it was kind of a lot like what the Jaguars did last year, where it just, they would, they would make one move where you're like, okay, this is for the future. And then they would make a m- another move and it would be like, okay, well, this is a move for right now. And it netted them one win last year. And it's just, I don't foresee that happening to the Falcons. I think that Matt Ryan as a quarterback is significantly better than Gardner Minshew, the team around him, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, significantly better. Um, so I just it doesn't seem like there's a plan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I agree with you there. I, <clears throat> you know, again, <laughs> they went four and 12 last year and he had, um, obviously Julio was injured part of the year, but mm-hmm. it's, they didn't, they didn't really improve on the actual areas of weakness, right. the running game. Um, you know, I like Mike Davis, but, is, is Mike Davis going to be revolutionary to that running game? No. Their defense, um, you know, their defense wasn't terrible last year uh, in um, for run defense, but for pass defense, they were 27th. Mm-hmm. And um, they didn't do much to improve that. And it's just like what, and it's a, you know, it's definitely a passing league. And what exactly... I just, I just, it's, it's, it's tough to see what they're doing, um, what they're doing there. Now, Calvin Ridley, um, and Cal Pitts and Matt Ryan are going to put up some serious stats this year. And we're going to talk probably a little bit about that in the future. Um, but you know, I, I, if, if it, it's, I guess it's one thing if uh, for a fantasy team and, but in, in real life, this team is, um, going, just treading water and they just don't have the cap space to, make any acquisitions. I think that's part of it. Matt Ryan isn't worth the amount that they're paying him um, or the amount of his cap hit. Um, You know, he's in my mind, he just, he's just more, you know, uh, explosive Andy Dalton and that he can, he throws a lot more deeper passes and things like that, but he's, he will, kind of wavers back and forth between being a tractor or a trailer in terms of a, a guy that will carry your team or a guy that will bring your team down. Um, and they don't have the defense to really contend uh, far into or even make the playoffs. So uh, we'll see, but I, I'm not impressed with it, what they did this off season mm-hmm. um, and am confused by it. Uh, 
I, you know, it's weird. They're, they're, if you bring in a new head coach, a new GM, you just kind of expect that they might move on from the older quarterback. But the problem is, is that they can't. Um, so you're, you're not going to have the cap space to do much to contend the next couple of years. Then you may as well draft a rookie quarterback. And I mean, if Matt Ryan's pissed, Matt Ryan is pissed, but who cares? You know, um, at this point you want to try to plan for the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and final thought is that, so they finished four and 12, which netted them the fourth overall pick. Right. And what, what is going to be a level of concern with Matt Ryan is that that's could possibly be the lowest that, that they ever get. Like you're not, you're not going to, you're probably not like you were saying, not going to be in that position again. Like I don't, yeah. I don't I see think, them as one of the worst three teams in the league, which means that there's going to be three other teams that are probably drafting a quarterback ahead of you, or at least two teams drafting a quarterback ahead of you and keeping Matt Ryan and extending Matt Ryan just kind of puts you in this kind of quarterback limbo where you're going to be right outside of being able to draft one of these premier quarterbacks, but still being a shitty team. Yeah. I think uh, if you, if you replayed this season a hundred times, uh, they probably on average win six or seven games. Right. Um, I, I, I don't think they, um, I think f- part of it was luck. It was like ridiculous losses, like against the Cowboys where they just had an incredible comeback and onside yeah. kick and blah, blah. So, you know, it, it, it that's, kind of the point unless of course exactly unless, yeah. if, if an injury happens which again um, nets them if they win six seven games that's going to net them like around 10 11 12th pick and they're just not going to be in in the in the range of a quarterback right so and i i mean i kind of see that this year right i mean that's what yeah. i would predict that they go six and 11 or seven and ten um i don't i don't see I just don't, I don't see them going over 500. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we've talked about is that uh, coaches obviously don't think this way, but they had to be thinking that they're not going to be competing for at least the next two years within their division while trying to rebuild their team. So it just doesn't make sense with, with Brady there, why not? Why why not have drafted Fields? It's something that we'll 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 probably come back to during the season and and look at. But let's uh let's let's move on. Let's move let's move on for the Falcons. Um. So I'm up next, and the next team was the Panthers, right behind or right ahead of the Falcons at five and eleven. Uh, their key additions are Sam Darnold. Uh, they traded. To the Jets, a 2021 sixth round pick, and then a 2022 second and fourth. They picked up Denzel Perryman and Hassan Reddick in free agency, and then drafted J.C. Horn in the first round, Terrace Marshall Jr. in the second. Uh, key subtractions would be Curtis Samuel, the wide receiver, who went to the Washington football team. Russell Okung, their starting left tackle. Teddy Bridgewater, their starting quarterback from last year, now in Denver, and Kwan Short, who I believe 
is still a free agent that I attempted to uh, recruit to the Jacksonville Jaguars, but he did not ever respond to my tweet. I was very sad about that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. had a couple I, of I, He was released, and I immediately was like, oh, this guy's a big guy who can defend the run. I'm going to send him a tweet about maybe coming to Jacksonville. And he, he did not respond. It was very sad. Yeah, I, I was... Um... On a side note, I was impressed this week by the uh, couple of Jags legends that did uh, did re- I mean, at least or like and reply to your tweet. Yeah, Maybe yeah, you, yeah. You're not a uh, that's it. true. So um, the go ahead, brag, ring- brag. I'll let you brag. I'll, I'll put yeah, myself. Sure. On so, go ahead, go ahead. The rigor, the rigor podcast was uh, talking about the Julio trade and talking about how this might be one of the best trios, uh, excluding the quarterback of all time of Julio, AJ Brown and Derrick Henry. And I shouted out the Jags trio of Keenan McCardell, Jimmy Smith and Fred Taylor and, and Jimmy Smith and Keenan McCardell both appreciated the tweet. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. And, um, and uh, Fred Taylor right now also with a CBS sports is running a, um, a, best running back of the 2000s bracket and Fred Taylor is currently losing to David Johnson and everybody who's voting for David Johnson right now should never be allowed to watch football ever again because you don't understand what you're watching if you think that David Johnson is a better football player than Fred Taylor yeah I guess they all remember like the two years that David Johnson was good right yeah sure <laughs> sure, like, sure oh, but... yeah that's what that's what his entire career was right yeah David Johnson <laughs> David Johnson's one season wasn't even as wasn't even better than Fred Taylor's worst season, full healthy season, and Fred Taylor played for 15 years. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> big yikes, but people you know, are insane. It, well, people, right. people don't care about the Jags. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, you don't got to care about the Jags to know Fred Taylor is an obviously better player than David Johnson. All right. So this team last year, KC, and by last year, I mean 2020, all the way Two years ago, apparently, I guess uh, they drafted seven players on defense. Every single one of their draft picks in 2020 was a defensive player. Uh, Overall defense, according to PFF, 26. Offense, not much better at 21st overall. Um, With this team devoid of any stars other than McCaffrey, who's coming off of an injury plague season, what uh, what do you think is a realistic expectation for this team? And how do you feel about this regime and what they've done so far? And very similar to the Falcons, what the fuck is the plan? Uh, the, I think they're just going to live off, cast off cute quarterbacks for the, mm-hmm. uh, for the rest of the... <laughs> they're going the Colts model. Yeah, the GM. I mean, if you if you never draft a quarterback, then you won't have ever failed drafting a quarterback, and you won't get fired. I think that's Chris Ballard's move. Yeah, I guess. Except you know they kind of just got screwed because they had the team around um, the a, a franchise QB, and that franchise QB said, "Nah, I'm done with football." Um, <laughs> yeah. And so it's it, that's kind of hard to prep pair for whereas like yeah, cam Newton's sure. demise is one thing not to mention um it's not like they haven't had the opportunity to get you know potentially a different 
uh, uh, rookie QB mm. um, in the form of, you know, Justin Fields, for example, <laughs> uh, which is repetitive, but necessary. Um, yeah. it, so, you know, they, I guess they, they tried one experiment with Teddy Bridgewater last year and it didn't work out. Um, so they're going to try again with Sam Darnold. And, you know, I, just on that one point I, you made, I, I would say, um, I mean, I, I, would, I don't know about star, if I would call them stars, but DJ Moore and Ro- Robbie Anderson uh, are really good. <laughs> you know, the, the, mm-hmm. they're, they're solid wide receivers. They had, um, so if you could guess both of these wide receivers being in top 50, um, what? I'm ready. DJ Moore. Everybody's um, favorite. Anderson. What? Right. Ranking. They're both top in the 20s. 26 and 28. DJ Moore was 24 and Robbie Anderson was 39th. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I, um, Curtis Samuel looked, would have been. Yeah. Curtis Samuel was in the 20s, right? Right. Um, but he, uh, over so, there. right. They do have David Moore. Um, mm-hmm. and they drafted, they drafted Terrace Marshall, right? That is correct. Um, all he does is score touchdowns, so, Terrace Marshall. So still a good receiving core. Mm-hmm. And they also signed Dan Arnold, Dan Arnold. Yeah. Uh, who was pretty, yeah, I, w- I didn't put him in the key additions. Um, but it was like it was like right on kind of like the tipping point. I was like, do I add Dan Arnold into this? No, I'm not going to add Dan Arnold into this. That's yeah, how I, I mean, feel about it, him as a tight end. Yeah, he he was fine with the yeah, with the Cardinals fine. last year. He, he he he's a he's an end zone um, target for sure. Yeah. Um, the point of all this being, look, Sam Darnold um, has not shown anything that has been anything but lackluster um, these past few years, but he never had anything around him. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, Oh man. Do do you know what Sam Darnold's is ranked Um, out of 38? What is Sam? Oh, he was, he was real close to the bottom. Um, Yeah. yeah, Like, like 34. Yeah, thirty fifth, thirty fifth. So was he? Was um, he thirty four? Yeah, not not great, um, but you know, the receiving core with the Jets last year compared to this receiving core is night and day. Um, plus, if they had a healthy Christian McCaffrey, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's not terrible. But what would be better is, I think, what would have been ideal is doing this Darnold and also drafting Justin Fields, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then you have something that's a plan for the future along with this flyer for this year. Um so you know I just I just uh putting all your eggs in a sand basket it's not the best idea. Um I do think that the defensive additions will help but you know it's it's gonna be I, I just don't I don't see I just don't expect there to be much of a improvement over last year. Mm. Um, so this again, it's gonna be a team that's bottom ten yep. to 
you know, what's the peak here? Maybe fighting close to 500. Mm -hmm. So this team, for me, I can see a little bit more of the plan. I just got to squint really hard. Uh, Darnold, they picked up Sam Darnold's fifth year option for next year. Um, so his his cap, his dead cap for this coming season is 4.7 mil. And then next year, it's his contract's fully guaranteed, but it is uh, a paltry compared to Matt Ryan, $18.8 million. So they kind of given themselves uh, a two-year slash one-year window. Like if, if Darnold goes out and he sucks and he gives them a, a performance that says uh, the ability to draft a quarterback, because I don't, I, I think personally that the Falcons what's around the Falcons team is, is slightly better than what the Panthers have. And I think that a lot of what happened last year comes down to coaching for the Falcons. Like I think that the players are better than what the Panthers currently have. Um, and I mean, they were only a, a difference of, of one win. So if the, if the Panthers stink it up, they're going to put themselves in a better position with already more cap space to be able to go after a quarterback. And even if Sam Darnold is on their team and is taking up $18.8 million of cap space next year as their number two quarterback, it, that's more doable than two years of Matt Ryan at like $30 million left or whatever, whatever the hell it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess if you're comparing the Panthers to the Falcons, right. um, yeah, the Panthers look great, right? So, sure, sure. I, I, um, I, I it's understand just like that, that it's but... more like I can see more of the plan for the Panthers that they said, you know what, we we want to build a team that's strong on defense and has some fast playmakers, which is what they have. Robbie Anderson is a freak. DJ Moore is a is a speed guy. Terrence Marshall's not as much of a speed guy, but he's still pretty fast. So they've built this team with speed and then with a lot of capital spent on defense. And if the quarterback sucks and they don't play well, then they'll be in a position to possibly be able to get a better quarterback and, and boost themselves up. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, Casey, moving on yet again to the second-to-last team in this division, the team that came in second in this division but won the Super Bowl, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You have the floor. Sure. So um, I'm going to start off with some key additions and subtractions. So the key additions are Joe Tyron and Kyle Trask. And that is the key additions and key subtractions of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's it. We did it. That's it. And it, boy, isn't Kyle Trask just the best? Yeah. <laughs> what a, what a, what a, that motherfucker, what a lucky ass. Yeah, I mean, you know, someone that's probably not going to succeed in the NFL, right? Um, hmm. Maybe, maybe can be a backup somewhere, but just like, even that's like, uh, you know, um, we we'll, we'll see. 
uh, at one point I was high on Kyle Trask and then I saw him in an SEC championship game and I was like low on Kyle, Kyle not not the SEC championship game, sorry, the bowl game mm-hmm. um, where he didn't have Kyle Pitts. And then I'm just like, oh, maybe he's not yeah. good without him. That Johnny, that Johnny Manziel <laughs> um, factor that I never really uh, factored Mike Evans into my equation of, of Johnny Manziel's skill. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, it turns out um, without Tony and Pitts, he might not be as good mm-hmm. in terms of the, the uh, advantage of the receivers there. But um, but no, I mean, I, I think I think what's key to this team, the question that we really need to answer is that their special teams were ranked 28th, Baxter. What can they do to fix that? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Do you have any more uh, further information on why it was ranked twenty eighth? <laughs> were they um, were they bad at field goals? Did they not get enough practice? Were they bad at kick coverage? What what about their special teams had them ranked twenty eighth? Because that's bad. Yeah, I know. I, you know, I couldn't tell you. I I do I do think if I remember c- correctly. I want to say one of their field goal kickers missed a lot of field goals this year, which would have really screwed them over. And I don't, I don't, I don't think he was great. Um, I'm trying to look at. It looks like their punter. Oof. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) This is what we're going with. No, no, no. I. It it says he's third out of 33 punters. Oh yeah, get out of here. It's not the punter. So, who's their punter? Brian Anger. Uh, no, it's it's of course Bradley Pinion. Oh yeah, Pinion them uh, back. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's my dad pun do, of the day. Do they not? I, I they don't really have rankings here. Ryan Suckup is their kicker. I I, I um who knows? We're we're taking this gag too far. This is a good goof. Well, but we're taking it too far. There isn't much to say. There, he was twenty eight out of thirty one. So yeah, that's not, not good. Like he was twenty eight out of thirty one. He missed three field goals the whole year. Oh, I thought you were saying he was ranked twenty eighth of thirty one. Oh kickers. No, 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 I was no, like, no, that's no. not good. No, I don't know why? Why are the only thirty one kickers? I guess. Uh, no, he he made twenty eight out of thirty one. Okay. Yeah, that's incredible. I, I've got to be some kind of coverage situation. Yeah, yeah. It, it must be. It must be. Uh, just long punt returns and kick. so you really hope they address it. No, I think I think what we're looking at here is a team that uh, you know we I've said it multiple times before. They brought back all their starters, all of them. Um, and um, you know that's the, those are the starters that want you a Super Bowl. Um, and you're gonna have a now a, a a guy with a full season with his receivers and. Um, and a full off season, right? And so, you know, I just kind of, I just kind of see it as a why not again? Why, why won't mm-hmm. they repeat again? I think that's that's really the true question I would ask you. What's going to hold them back from repeating again? Uh, an injury, right? That's pretty much it I mean, for me. I, I mean, holding them back from getting to the Super Bowl because I, I do feel like. The Chiefs, if they had had their offensive line intact going into that game, the game wouldn't have looked the way that it did. And if Patrick Mahomes wouldn't have been making Herculean throws, uh, 
parallel to the ground before he was falling and, and wide receivers dropping passes. I, that game could have looked completely different. So I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to say that, that, that nobody from the AFC could contend with them. I feel like there's some contenders out there that at, at any given Sunday would have a chance but to repeat and get back to the Super Bowl as the NFC favorite, I just don't see, barring an injury, the only other option would be that this is the year that Tom Brady falls off a cliff. But, I mean, there's been no well, evidence that's going to happen. That's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that, um, that would be it. Like, he, he can't throw the football anymore. He has, like, a Drew Brees year from two years ago where he can't throw the ball further than five yards. Yeah, but the dude's um, a machine, so I don't foresee that happening. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. And I think that um, that's kind of what uh, the NFC is up against. Mm. Um, they were just kind of incredible down the stretch, and then they. I mean, in the playoffs, I. I, I it's not like the Packers game. The Packers could have won that game, sure. Mm. Um, it's not like they were blowing out everyone, but it's, it's just that, that it factor that Brady has in those types of games at this point. Um, and Arians is such a good coach and, um, they're just, they have such a strong defense. It's just everything that you need for a Super Bowl run is already in place already because you just did it. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's going to be tough for them to contend. You know, obviously the Rams improved. The 49ers could be better. Um, but then that's it. You know, the Packers are the same, if not going to be much, much worse, depending on what happens to Rodgers. But um, there isn't much else that can be in that top tier. I think those are the four teams, yeah. right? I mean, um, so it's really just a matter of can any, any of those other teams beat them. And then it's like, okay, so then you have uh, potentially a rookie QB against Brady in the 49ers. You have uh, Stafford with his first year um, against the Rams. Um, I think that's the closest matchup in terms of right. potentially just because of the defense being so strong. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Matt Stafford has been in and, the league long enough where if they make it to the playoffs, I don't, I don't, foresee it being an issue of him not understanding the playbook. Yeah. And so that's just, that's a well-coached team too. Mm. So potentially, um, you know, that's obviously the, I think, and we kind of went over this in the last pod. That's the team that has the best shot. The Packers again, didn't do anything. So it's the same team coming back. It's the same coach coming back. I don't Mm. feel any better about that. Um, So, and that's if they have Rogers. So, I mean, that's that's your NFC picture. Yeah, I mean, and, um, go ahead. No, I, I got that, that. That's it. I, I mean, r- I know that I've said this here, but running the risk of repeating myself again, when the Bucks started creating this team last year, I was like, yeah, 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 that's fine, but they're probably not going to be the team that everybody's expecting them to be till this coming up season, the 2021 season, just because of how Brady is, how much on page he wants to be with his receivers. And I was like, you know, 2021, I could definitely see this team being a team that is 
contending for a Super Bowl. They went ahead and did it in 2020. And this would be the year that I, as a, as a, if I was a fan of the NFC, would be scared of the Bucks. And they already did it anyways. Yeah, yeah. That's And uh, if you don't think Brady can just win another Super Bowl this year and then retire as, I mean, unquestionably the greatest quarterback that we're just ever going to see. No one's going to win that amount of Super mm. Bowls ever again. I don't um, think he will, though. <clears throat> I mean, I, even if he wins the Super Bowl this year, I don't think he retires. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I think he I think, legitimately I think, I think wants it, to prove a point retired. that he could play until he's 48, 49. Yeah, I mean, I just because um, that just sets I him up so I, I well. Have some in- Go ahead. No, I, I do have some insider scoop that he is um, looking for a, another house in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but um, but no, I I I just I see what you're saying, but I mean, and I guess he just I just he seems like a guy that's building other things. And wants will eventually just be doing other things in terms of the TV twelve. Yeah, it's just going to be a brand that's going to expand, and it's going to have a. He's just going to have a bunch of stuff going on. Um, you know, I, I think he would. I've already kind of proven every point possible with two Super Bowls with the Bucks, a different team than who you know who won the original uh, five or six or whatever the fuck it is at this point Super Bowls that he won. <laughs> Um, it, you know, if he wins two over the age of 40 with a different team, not under Belichick, then it's, I mean, I think at that point, I mean, he had already proven every point. Now he's just yeah. proven what more points. There's no more points to prove. Yeah. I, I mean, so I guess for me, the, the only thing that playing longer and continuing to be competitive, even if he wins the Super Bowl this year, like even if he goes on and plays two more years after this year, and doesn't win a Super Bowl, but makes it to the playoffs, and he's competitive every year, and they get bounced for whatever reason, you know, stuff happens. All that's going to do is increase the TB12 brand. The fact that he continued to play. Kind of like what you're saying. Like, every year that he plays more is just another example of this TB12 method being a success. Sure, sure. I see what you're saying. And now we're past football and we're into marketing for <laughs> yeah, health and fitness programs. <laughs> yeah. We've done it. All right. Last team, Casey. The team that came in first in this division. Sure. The New Orleans Saints. Key additions. Peyton Turner in the first round. Pete Werner in the second round. No free agents. Key subtractions. Drew Brees, Malcolm Brown, traded to my Jacksonville Jaguars. Emmanuel Sanders, Sheldon Rankins, Janoris Jenkins. So, Saints, another one of those teams, like we were talking about with the Falcons, of cap space doesn't matter until it matters. And the Saints, I is it Mickey Loomis? I believe Mickey Loomis is the GM for the Saints. Uh, genius. To the cap, I uh, the things that the Saints have been able to do with cap space and how they've been able to maneuver keeping their team at or slightly under the cap for the last five years or so, it's been one of the things that proves to me that the cap's not real. 
I mean, they're the leading example, right? Because right. we were looking at it um, coming into free agency, and we we're like, oh, they're forty or sixty. It was more. It was ninety. Over. I think it was like ninety million dollars over the cap, which is like yeah. Oh, that's ha- it w- in the cap this year was one hundred eighty million. I think what we were doing is we were we were discussing it in the framework. We knew Breeze was retiring, mm-hmm. and we're like, well, even with that off the book, it was sixty. It's it's still <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's still sixty million. <laughs> so it's just like okay. And then we were like, how are they going to re-sign the quarterback? And you know, like, what exactly are they going to do here? Um, and so yeah, um, they did that, that. That was nuts. Yeah. Uh, so the Saints. This was actually pretty interesting research for me for the saints so the saints defense as my phone goes black uh the saints defense finished fourth in total defense and they uh retained seven players who graded in the top half of their position and also retained the best running back duo of kamara kamara at seventh and latavius murray at eighth. with this high of a level of play from their defense and a running back duo that is two players in the top 10 is this enough to keep them in the contention for uh, either being within the hunt of the division or a wild card um, hunt uh, with the loss of Drew Brees? That's my question for you. Can't I imagine? Can they be a team that can be quarterback uh, agnostic? Quarterback sans quarterback? Can they make it? Yeah, I. I um... I imagine that they will be a wild card hmm. um, contender. Contender, sure. uh, you know, you still have the entire NFC West to fend off. Right. But, yeah. but, but beside that, just going division by division, the only thing I could think of is maybe the East produces the Cowboys and Redskins, or produces two teams, yeah, two teams or sure. Giants. But uh, this seems unlikely. Mm. Um, and so, and the Saints get to play the Panthers and Falcons twice. Um, and they get to play the Jets and the, you know. Yeah, I mean, it essentially it's, becomes, can the Saints be better than the Cardinals? Right. Because right. they would have to basically fend off for that last wild card spot. So the, the best, the, the best way they do that is they will win more division games right Correct. than than the mm-hmm. cardinals will because of what sure. the cardinals have to face um and plus they get to play the nfc east and the afc east which has got to be an easier schedule um well i guess we already went over this the west has a kind of easy schedule outside mm-hmm. there um division two because they play the afc south we literally fucking talked about that we were trying to figure out who the nfc west yeah we were trying to figure so out funny. who the afc south was playing yeah. right and we we're like what nfc team we didn't think about it the vice versa and like oh we just discussed we just the nfc west it. plays the afc south yeah. last week ridiculous <laughs> fucking pod jesus christ all right um so uh yeah <laughs> glad we'd wrap back and have it back up um in a fucking bow so i you know i think that um they can contend for a wild card. Jameis will maybe throw 30 touchdowns Jameis. and 30 interceptions again. You think Jameis? I, I mean, listen, I had... I was like, did I pronounce his name no. wrong? That's, you really fucking threw me off. I had an absolutely <laughs> wild thought in the shower, Casey, before this podcast. Give me can't, some of that sweet, sweet back to shower yeah, thoughts. Shower thoughts. Um, 
can this be the team, the first team in the NFL that runs a, a two-quarterback system? Could we see Could we see legitimately Jameis and Taysom split almost 50-50 quarterback? Uh, we, we could see it. Uh, here's how we'll see it. I, I, I could potentially see it. Just a constant benching. Just like Jameis see, Joseph Pink. schemed, like purposefully. <laughs> Um, well, like one series, Jameis plays in the next series, or even like, hey, this week, this team's not good against a run. Taysom comes in and plays a majority of the snaps. Is this is? Could you see Sean Payton in a scenario saying, "Well, I don't have Drew Brees, and I've got these two guys, so I'm just gonna figure it out." Uh, the short answer is, yeah, I can, I can absolutely, absolutely see that because you don't have the talent there mm-hmm. and if you want to make a run i think if you want to i don't think unless something crazy happened um winston is not going to be making a huge leap well, right? got Taysom Hill. there you go well Jameis squinston is no longer squinting i i have as jokingly yeah. always contested that if Jameis winston got uh his eyes fixed because even starting back all the way in college, when they're holding those giant signs up with pictures, he would be squinting his eyes trying to read them. He has terrible eyesight. He even was like, I have depth perception now. You don't think that would have helped you to not throw 30 fucking interceptions, Jameis Winston? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I don't think that'll help his accuracy too much because Michael Thomas is already complaining about him not being able to throw a slant route. So He's got um, a wild r- windup. It's so different than Drew Brees. <laughs> Um, I, I, so I, you know, my my point being is that they could do something like what the uh, Dolphins did with Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams and run a wildcat type of something that yeah. an offense you never really have seen in the NFL, right. but with two quarterbacks. Exactly. I mean, right? Taysom Hill will just be on the on the field all the time. Mm-hmm. But why not also just have Winston on the field all the time? Yeah, this is exactly can be what I was thinking in the shower. Yeah, he can be a blocking tight end. Sure. And you just do some crazy ass motion sometimes. And then like Winston comes back in the backfield yep. and Taysom rolls out or vice versa. Yep. And you don't know who the quarterback is. And all that will lead to is I don't know, probably nothing. But probably not. it, it, it could be it could be something. I don't know. You even just you I don't even know if just have you have three people in the backfield. You have Jameis, you have Taysom, and you have and you have Kamara slash Latavius Murray. Four. No, or yeah, yeah or just, Kamara, yeah, and, Kamara just, and Murray. Yeah, and you just have four, four, four that lined up. Four and who, who, yeah, Who's it can be ball. either. A, yeah, exactly. It'll it can be, be it's a, it's a, it's a wildcat slash double QB offense. Wish okay. <laughs> this is what I was thinking about today. Just have them both on the field at all times, or or even not like even doing like old school like college like Steve Spurrier. Or Urban Meyer with Chris Leak and Tim Tebow, where it's just like one guy, one guy's playing this specific way, and this other guy's playing this other specific way. And I am a good enough coach in which my team understands the difference between the players and and is able to switch between the two. Yeah, I, I mean, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I really, I mean, it's something they could do, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, uh, you know, they, they still have a decent defense. They still have two great running yeah. backs. They still have a great wide receiver. Um, so 
<clears throat> I don't know if if Winston can show something more than um, what he showed with the Bucks, thirty touchdowns, maybe and thirty interceptions. Roll, then you roll with him. Mm. You know, if he can cut back on the mistakes, um, then you know, then it, it's something where you know he, he can potentially lead this team. But if he doesn't have the talent, then what else? The, you, you, what the fuck is your plan? You know, you may as well try yeah. try some shit. Yeah. And so yes, try it. So other than other than that wild thought, in which I would think that the first half of the season, most teams would be scrambling to be able to figure out what they were going to do against it, and maybe that would, at the very least, help them to be able to get into a position where they could maybe get to a wild card this season. Uh, my other thought was that. I think possibly the worst thing that happened to Jameis Winston was having Bruce Arians come and be his coach because I think they're too similar. I think Jameis, Bruce Arians, one of Bruce Arians' most famous quotes is uh, no risk it, no biscuit. He's one of those guys who he wants his quarterback to take chances, and that is how Jameis plays. I think the best case scenario for Jameis is to get to it with a coach who's been coaching a quarterback who doesn't make mistakes like Drew Brees. And I, I could see a potential leap from Jameis. One, seriously, I do believe that the eyesight thing it is a thing. Like I, if you legitimately said, I don't, I didn't have depth perception until I got LASIK that there's no way that that wasn't affecting you as a quarterback. And then the second thing of having a coach that's like, hey, dude, you don't always have to throw this ball into this tiny window that is such a high risk. The team around you is good. Like, you don't have to make that. You don't have to take that risk. Like, I could potentially see a Jameis resurgence, leap, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, it's, it's possible. Um, you know, he threw that one, um, what was like a trick play, bomb mm-hmm. i want to say it was in the playoffs against the bears um so you know he, he always had yeah he, he always had talent it was just a matter of um believing too much in of, that arm yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah he he's never kind of adjusted from the level of competition that he was facing right. in college to the nfl yeah. and you know hopefully hopefully a year behind drew Brees and with uh, Sean Payton, you know, that, that could change things. Yep. Um, or, um, you know, the Saints also have Trevor Simeon on their roster. So how about this? And Ooh. Ian Book, all four quarterbacks in the backfield, mm. right? Four QB offense. Okay. <laughs> I could see it. And then you just have Michael Thomas and uh, Alvin Kamara, Kamara as your yeah. wide receivers. Yep. And then five offensive linemen. Yep. We did it. Let it rip. We figured it out. We cracked. We cracked the state's code of what they've been doing this whole offseason. All right, Casey. Any any final thoughts on this division? I think we're pretty much in lockstep. Bucks clear favorite. Every other team's going to be a bottom feeder with the Saints. Maybe if they f- find out some funky way to to do something, uh, could maybe contend for a wild card. Uh, yeah, I mean that's um, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And um, I uh, really, an only thing that could change that would be an injury at this point. I would think. Right. 
or trade. Can Rodgers end up in the Saints? No. <laughs> I don't think it's fiscally possible. Yeah, it's not possible. <laughs> um, but no, I think, I think, and I think this kind of segues pretty easily in, ter- in terms of our, our bets that we have to make. All right. Because um, for the division winners, just to give you some odds, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at minus 200, the Saints at plus 350, the Falcons at plus 800, and the Panthers at plus 900. Um, and honestly, you, you, you know, and you, you texted me the Bucks at minus 200 is going to be your pick, mm-hmm. right? And I, um, I thought about it a little bit more. And um, I, uh, I'm going to put um, my money on the Bucks as well. Yeah. Monopoly and otherwise. Because this is a ridiculous line if you really think about is it. Is it? I mean... This is where it's hard for me as not a real better where it's like I wouldn't even... Like the other thing that I did was you texted me about... You, you texted me all of the bets to kind of like go through and I went through them and I instantly said hard pass. I don't want anything to do with any of the bets with this division. And maybe that's partially about me being not a, a, an actual gambler. How is this? How is, how is betting the bucks a good bet? Casey, explain it to me. Like I'm five. If you, I just, I, there's, I, in my mind, there's such a gap between one and the rest of the teams mm-hmm. that saying that, the odds are, you know, if I put down one hundred dollars, I'm going to get fifty, one fifty back total. It's something where it was common for people to do quite easily when the Patriots were, well, the entire time to hump ready with the Patriots, yeah. pretty much, in that they were always the favorites in the AFC East, but it was always substantially more than minus 200 usually minus 300 minus 400 um because it was just i mean it was almost etched in stone barring an injury and i don't see how they're only minus 200 to do that just because that's just not big enough of a favorite Hmm. to me um for them to win the division. I'm going I'm to put, put you on the spot real quick. Is that the biggest favorite to win a division? It has to be, right? Um, the only one I don't, I, I could, that pops in my mind is the Packers, mm. but I don't know if they've, um, I can quickly look as, as we're talking. Yeah. But. I mean, that, that was my thought too. It's got to be, you can go ahead and look. Um, it's got to be the, the Packers have got to be the only other team that could possibly, be that heavy of a favor at all the rest of the divisions. I mean, maybe the Titans after the Julio trade. Yeah, the Titans. Yeah, I guess the Titans might have definitely. I guess might have. They they might have moved up, but even the Colts. I think the Col- Colts mm-hmm. are closer. Colts are to pretty the good, Titans, right? Then the Saints are to the Bucks, the Bills. Um, yeah, but again, I think the Dolphins are closer to the Bills than the, the Saints, Saints are to the Bucks. Right, yeah. So uh, you know, it's it, it, if you go down that line of thinking. Um, it's really the, now that I'm thinking about it, it's probably AFC West. Really? Yeah. Because oh. what, mm-hmm. who do you, who are you thinking about the chiefs? Yeah. You're, you're probably right. That probably is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So glad we figured that out before I could pull up the fucking thing. That's taking forever to load is we're <laughs> streaming at the same time. Mm. Um, but, um, but no, I, I, I do think that this, I, 
regardless, the minus two hundred, I, I, I just, it's, it's a little baffling to me. I just don't, I don't see it. Um, I don't see any way really that these other teams win. The Bills are at minus one forty. Okay. Um, the Patriots are second in that division, so I just want to throw this phone against a wall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that makes no um, sense. So the Ravens are plus one thirty. Uh, but that all that all those teams are yeah, in the bottom. I mean, plus. that makes sense. Those are that's that's a pretty clustered division. Okay, AFC South. Um, because I'm going to text this to you before the uh, that pod, mm. so you already know it before the pod. Let's play a game. Okay. What do you think? Okay. So. You, I know you are becoming more familiar with betting, so you might have a general idea, um, or at least hopefully maybe do right in terms of these numbers and how numbers sure. work. Um, so the the bigger the number is, if it's a negative number, the bigger the number, the more likely you're going to win, right? And if it's a plus number, the least likely, if you right. would. What do you think the Titans are? And, and I know it's hard, but think of it as in like yeah, I mean, I play, would say. I would say kind of like what we were talking about. If the bucks are, if the bucks are minus 200, that would be my baseline of, of like a really top heavy team. I would say they, they would have to be in that minus 100 plus 100 range somewhere in that. Like they, they've got to be the odds on favorite. So I would say probably minus 100. Colts and Titans have the same odds. Interesting. Of winning the AFC South. <laughs> so that's that's to give you an idea of um of how it, the both plus one fifteen. So to give you an idea of uh, so we actually kind of close um in terms of um you know that's wild. Yeah, I, I, I that that I mean that's I guess that's more surprising than the freaking box at minus two hundred. But what do I know? The Chiefs are minus two seventy. Okay, so that seems to be the most. Um, as I scroll down, the Cowboys we already went over that they're plus one thirty. Um, and what the NFC West? All those teams were plus one ninety five, plus one ninety. Mm-hmm. Is there another team? Is there another division I'm missing? The Packers. That's it. It's not even on the board as I scroll through, which is going to be lovely for our next pod. Oh, because um, of the uncertainty. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it would swing so much, right? So you don't. Um, you're going to have a bunch. If you had these odds up, this is why they didn't do this, right? If you had these odds up you would have to severely limit the bears and Vikings on their plus number. Because what you're going to have is a bunch of money coming in that plus those plus numbers. And then Rogers is going to leave the Packers. If that happened, Vegas would lose so much money because they would have to pay out so much to, I mean, the Packers would fall substantial. They're not going right. to. They're not going to contend unless Jordan Love is the next Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Um, they're not going to contend, and so they would lose a lot of money. So that's why it's not up yet, which makes sense. But yeah, the Chiefs minus two seventy. But anyway, uh, yeah, Bucks minus two hundred. That's pretty crazy. Um, I don't, I don't really get that. So yeah, when I thought about it more, I was kind of like, well, I need to probably hop on this um, because this is this is kind of yeah. It's the only one that makes sense. Crazy um, and then let's go to our special bet. Sure. You want to go first? Uh, I did not write down my odds for this one, but the only one. Um, so another another shout out to uh, another thing that we're trying to do. I wrote an article 
and I did a preseason um, look at the postseason awards. And one of the awards that I gave out as a as a potential um, non quarterback rookie of the year would have been my man Kyle Pitts. So I went ahead and centered my bet around Kyle Pitts, and I went over on his touchdown line. Yeah, and um, over seven and a half yeah. touchdowns, and that's plus one hundred five. Um, so that was my fun bet. So, um, first of all, you you you, um, you gotta you gotta keep track of these because we're supposed to keep track of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just didn't write it down in in this. I mean, I'll I will have it all written down for us in the bets. Okay, yeah, with the odds. But anyway, yes. Um, yeah, and I, I I texted you, motherfucker, because that was going to be the one I, I was going to choose. Yeah, because <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, this guy's going to catch touchdowns. I, you know, I was I was kind of waffling between that and yards. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, he Ryan didn't really throw to Julio that much in the end zone. Relied on his other receivers. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, well, maybe Kyle Pitts would probably be a great end zone target. Yeah. Um, yeah. So seven and a half seems likely, especially when they're down a lot all the time. Yeah, that seems going to be um, Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. Yeah, that's no running. I mean, Mike Davis, yeah. I guess, but like they're yeah, they're, Mike Davis will put decent numbers up, but yeah, that's going to be their entire offense is going to be centered around Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. That's going to be their entire offense. I actually listened to a podcast that had Arthur Smith on it today. And he was talking about one of the questions that he was asked by the Falcons when they hired him. They thought that they had like trapped him into a question where they were like, did you know that you ran the ball on first down 61% of the time last year? And he said, did you know that I had Derrick Henry last year? And, and he was like, you know, you, you develop an offense and you play an offense. You don't make your scheme fit your players. You make a scheme that fits your players. And, when I look at that team, it's Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, and a veteran Matt Ryan. They're going to be throwing the ball like a arena football team, like their their uniforms look like. So Kyle Pitts what over a, touchdowns. What a stupid question to ask, by the way. Hmm? Oh yeah, I'm so sorry. You had to be second and five every uh, fucking yeah. down. What a, what an idiotic question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was. It, uh, yeah, he was, yeah. It, it, obviously he answered it with a lot of snark. Yeah, my bad. I just. <laughs> ran a guy who ran for 2000 yards in high school, 2000 yards in college and 2000 yards in the pros. And it's the only person to ever do that before. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'll go ahead and keep uh, handing him the ball. So, um, my special bet drum roll, please. Kyle Pitts um, is, <laughs> I, I, almost, I almost did that. And I was going to have, I was just going to go on this long tangent about how you're stupid for picking <laughs> touchdowns. Yards is where it's at. <laughs> Just some asinine uh, conversation that we were going to have. But no, I, I went away from that. And I thought, you know, if we're going to talk about cementing le- legacies or legacies already cemented, you know, what else can a guy do to add to that brand, that TB12 brand? Mm. That's win an MVP mm-hmm. on a different team. And so Tom Brady's odds are plus 1,400 oh, wow. to win MVP. And the thought process is, this is just a icing on the cake. You know, you're the greatest ever MVP. Very narrative this is a, based. Yep. This is a, look, 
you're amazing. You just won the Super Bowl last year. It's it's almost like you're great. You did great last year. You're great again this year. And plus, I mean, on, on, and, and on a more serious note, in terms of the actual stats he's going to put up, you know, he's going to have, um, he's uh, developed a um, repertoire with these guys now. He's used to um, Mike Evans and Scotty Miller and um, Godwin and, um, you know, of course he always had Gronk and Antonio Brown. And so it's, it's, it's guys that, um, he's going to put up some more stats against some terrible defenses in his division and, um, other teams that he, you know, he, he's going to, um, play throughout the year. Now, he, so he's going to put up the stats and it's, mm. then it's going to be like, yeah, he might have 500 yards less or whatever than Mahomes mm. and whatever, you know, but he might go 16 and one, you know? Yeah. And then it's like, you have the, you have the guy, it's basically like Rogers. Like you have the guy that won the most amount of games and is just killing it as well. Plus it's, you just want to give him one more MVP because he's the MVP of the NFL period. We, uh, we did not um, add this player because into their additions, because he's like their fourth running back. But I, do feel like the adding of Giovanni Bernard to the Bucks is an element that they didn't have. They have not really a pass catching running back there. Um, with USS Battleship Fournette having to turn around in a canal and <laughs> not looking great doing it. Um, so it, it's definitely going to be interesting i could that is like a very clear logical kind of conclusion that he would win mvp it makes sense to me yeah i so i just kind of like i i kind of liked it um for for those reasons mm-hmm. and um mostly because he took kyle pitts over yeah <laughs> touchdowns <laughs> all right casey um we did it we successfully came in at under an hour and 45 minutes for the first time ever. Um, so we were under, we were under an hour and a half for the NFC East pod. You jackass. <laughs> uh, Casey and I were talking before this one. The next pod is going to be a little bit in flux with some vacations and some stuff like that. Hopefully we'll get it out. Um, we'll keep you up to date with the, well, <laughs> Hopefully we'll get it out. Period. Ho- hopefully there will <laughs> be another we podcast. Make it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it. We're talking yeah, about either maybe just putting out the next one next week, or and then getting back to our regular schedule with like a like a like a, another two week break after that, or we're we're just not sure. Um, but we will be back. Hypothetically, we could record it and then release it on the date in two weeks, mm. <laughs> and not actually break yeah, up the schedule. Well, you know, no one would, I guess we could do it. No one would well. be the wiser, and we didn't even have to make this. this we this, wouldn't this even have to do that. But I want you know, I just wanted to give our listeners just the full VIP treatment and and knowing everything. Are you listening? Doing. Okay. Um. <laughs> also, I forgot to throw this up at the top. Um, we did have a piece of listener feedback. Um, my my sweet sweet mother who loves fantasy football asked us to do a top 20 um, ranking of running backs and wide receivers. Uh, Casey and I have decided that we will do before the season, we will do a fantasy 
episode. Uh, Casey and I are both into fantasy. Yeah, we have some time. So we'll we'll throw up we, a fantasy we, we podcast, um, in which we'll we'll go over some of the players and some of our our, our high level fantasy thoughts. And I also thought that it might be a fun idea to have a have a surf and artificial turf um, fan league. So if you're interested in playing fantasy with Casey and I and getting made fun of during the draft and during the season. Um, Casey and I once made two people quit and never want to play fantasy football ever again because we were mean to them during the draft. Um, Shout out to Will and Gabby. Yeah, I'm sure they <laughs> do not listen to this. Um, either send us an email that says that you want in or follow us on Twitter and send us a tweet that says that you want to be in a, in a uh, fan uh, fantasy football league with us. That was a tough sentence for me to get out, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Fan fantasy you football... Know- leak what i was saying before is that um you you probably should have threw this at the top man uh-huh. no one's listening at this point everybody <laughs> like everybody's tuned out I'll, I'll throw it up i'll throw it at the top again <laughs> yeah, next week i guess we have time we have time we, have yeah, time. we, got we can just keep talking about it until people join <laughs> yeah uh okay so we will be back at some point in time in july <laughs> with our continuation <laughs> of the divisional reset series uh we will be getting into the final division for the NFC, the NFC North. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. This beautiful, beautiful podcast that is very professionally done. Uh, <laughs> that would be, we would appreciate that so much. Uh, you would can, we appreciate uh, it? Huh? <laughs> I just want to make sure they would, we, we, we would appreciate it. We would it. and they would appreciate it because you just okay. get more content. Uh, <laughs> you, can, you can find and follow us at Surf and Artificial Turf, all one word on Twitter. Thanks for joining us and talk to you next time on the Servant Artificial Turf Podcast.